on, everybody? Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly. This is episode 89 in year two. Let me apologize. We took the week off. I just was not having a good week. But we are here now, and we're going to change things up a little bit by talking about comics first, because there is a lot of entertainment news to cover, and uh, not so much comics that we're excited about. So we're going to go ahead and jump into comics first, and then we'll have a whole bunch of entertainment news to catch up on for two weeks. But uh, first thing we got to start off with is uh, Batman Reptile is garbage or doesn't look good or we just don't want to read it. Yeah, it's it's absolute garbage. I have been wanting to get into that book. I've been wanting to like really let it like, hey, maybe this is a slow burn kind of thing and it'll have a really epic ending or whatever. And no, I'm I'm just not having it. I'm, I'm not going to even attempt to do it uh, from here yeah. on out. Yeah, and it's interesting because we're going to talk about something later. Because um, on here, we we like to just throw stuff out like I just said, this book is garbage. But uh, there's a big conversation we're going to have later uh, with David Ayer that uh, would be very interesting to get into how people talk about creators. I think we'll have yes. that conversation later. Yes. But uh, we're not going to shy away from what we say, but you know, we'll go into greater detail. But Batman Reptilian just I personally don't like it because it gives me Arkham Asylum vibes and I just trying to read something with that gothic style of art just doesn't do it for me and I'm just like I can't and I've done this before not just with the style of art when uh, Harley Quinn's like famous artist that's really goofy I can't get into that style of art either um Connor or something I forget what her name is no the one that's on Harley Quinn right now is Riley Rosmo I can't get into that one either. That's that weird, like, um, yeah. Tinian used to use that artist a lot. Yeah. Uh, no, but the but the artist that's usually on Harley Quinn is Amanda Connor. Yeah, see, I, I'm, that's just not my style of art. I know she's popular, but I'm just not a big fan of it. Um, so, yeah, art can definitely get me out of a comic book. But uh, moving on from that, so you actually read Robin 4 then, right? Because I skimmed it. Yes. So I just, we know that the last time... He just came across Rachel Gore. Did Rachel Gore like kidnap him? He got hurt, right? So, so he was fighting with Connor Hawk at the very yeah. end of issue three. He got thrown over the ledge, and he thought that his father caught him, but it was in fact uh, Rachel Gore. And this entire issue is basically Rachel is having like this Zen moment. He's hiding out on this island, and he is overwatching the Lazarus Island. Mm-hmm. And like seeing what this tournament is about, but he's also just like having this moment of realization. And he talks a little bit about uh, the ending of Outsiders, where he was defeated by Batman and the Outsiders. Yeah. And it comes to this point where Robin is asking him, like, I think it's it's like, who is your greatest enemy or something like that? And he has this like very like Yoda of like your greatest enemy will always be yourself. And he's talking about Damien. Yeah. Uh, and he's talking to, he, cause, cause he disregarded the fact that Robin was like, Oh, my father is your greatest enemy. He's like, no, mm-hmm. that's not true. And then he gave that line of, you will always be your greatest enemy. And we have seen time and time again, where Ra's al Ghul has done stuff for the greater good, quote unquote. Yeah. And it not be completely evil, you know? Yeah, because he's more of like an eco-terrorist where, I mean, any kind of terrorist is bad, but at the same time, like, 
it's better to be i would if you had to pick between them i'd rather it be somebody be a terrorist because they're trying to make the world a better place instead of being a terrorist just because they hate a certain type of people you know what i mean like yeah. if you had to pick between two of the lesser of two evils as they would say um so yeah I mean, I, yeah, Raish is, I feel like is they've tried to make him one of those characters that you do question, like, is he really that bad? Um, yeah. But some people have like, nah, he's fucking bad. Like, you know what I mean? And during this time, uh, Ravager is looking for Damien because, of course, he is off island. And she runs into that Deathstroke looking kid. I, uh, I forgot what his name oh, was. Oh, the Deadpool Deathstroke kid. Uh, Respawn, that's yeah. his name. And he ends up killing her on the island. And that was, she was the last person to die, which means the tournament has officially started. Yeah. Uh, and so she's going to, of course, be put into the Lazarus pit. She's going to get reborn or whatever. And right before the tournament starts, Damien goes back onto the island and he notices that the uh, League of Assassins and the League of Lazarus are coming together to like drop off something but before uh he finds out what it is he's he notices that people are following him he doesn't know yeah. who and then he like runs off the building looks then like the ninja see, turtles to be it honest it really does it really does you see like four different shadows mm-hmm. uh but then he's like oh well uh what do you guys want and then you get the very last splash page and you see that it's tim drake red uh red hood Nightwing and spoiler, and <laughs> I hated this dialogue. I hated it. Nightwing's like, uh, "It's time you come home, partner." Yeah, and I'm just like, oh god. Yeah, Dick Grayson would never <laughs> use that kind of dialogue. Yeah, uh, he's, he's more. He's one of the more goofy Batman characters too, which is weird. And it's just, yeah, it definitely doesn't work. Yeah, I I've lost interest in this book, you know, uh, personally. And I think it's just because they did change the art, which is not in this book, at least the yeah. art was different. So I was like, I'm not feeling it. And I wasn't really feeling the last issue as much either. Um, but maybe the maybe the tournament arc will pick it up. I will wait to see what happens with the tournament arc. But as a story in general, I will say applaud for making Raish be after what happened in Outsiders. I appreciate that um but for the most part yeah I'm, I'm not really feeling it i mean then again i wasn't feeling what's his name's flash run either joshua williamson so yeah and and i've said this uh you know because one thing that i have heard recently and i think it was more like on the on the public side but no one at dc currently is exclusive right now no one yeah so contract wise there may be you know, artists and writers that just prefer to work with DC mm-hmm. and work with them rather than just like going all over the place. But contract wise, no one is at DC exclusively right now. Yeah. Right now, Joshua Williamson is actually on the helm of like some really big projects. Uh, in, uh, Infinite Frontier is actually really, really good and he's writing it. So it's really surprising how much of a left turn or wait, is that the the big book? Yeah, the big book that is moving the continuity of DC. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I haven't read it. So. It's it's actually really really good, and they kind of play off of like because this week wasn't the first wasn't issue zero trash though. Issue zero was trash because there was so many other people on that book. 
Mm. So everybody that was attached to their like title played a part in writing their segments of that story. So it was a whole bunch of writing going into one book and it just made it feel really weird. But Williamson has written issues uh, one, two, and three so far. And I will say it is actually really good. Um, Thomas Wayne is a part of that. And he actually, because of course, this is dealing with the multiverse. Magog, Mm -hmm. which is a Superman villain uh, slash hero anti-hero, encounters Thomas and he's like, you are a, you call me a monster for doing what I have done in my world. You, you don't even belong to anything because his world has been officially erased. Flashpoint world was erased. So he is worse than a monster in Magog's eyes. He's like, you're, 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 you're a person without a home and Mm. you're playing off of that in something that technically should have brought his home world back because of the multiverse or now the omniverse. So I'm really interested to see where some of these characters are going into that book, but it is actually pretty good. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I'm just not, I'm not feeling this. Um, it's i don't know man manga has jaded me lately like really (laughs) bad um and we'll get into that later but uh like we always do but yeah i'm just not feeling this because again the book started off with that weird manga like damien reed's manga story yeah yeah you know so yeah i'm just not feeling it but i'm hoping the tournament arc turns it around uh because i think that's pretty cool but i will say even though i didn't read this book i read the next one and robin was probably better than this one and it was Huntress, the oh, one God. shot. This, again, I have to applaud that it seems like DC, or the writers at least at DC, are working together or trying to make some type of continuity happen because this book took place right after Detective 1039 is the last one, right? Because this is 1040 that we're going to review today. Uh, so right after 10, uh, 1039, it's all about Huntress kind of recovering from Vi- what is his name? Niall Vile. Vile. And yeah. we know that she got infected. And that's all this book is. The thing that pissed me off about this book immediately, and I, I want to know if you know this immediately, but Huntress runs away from the hospital. And she's in a room next to the reporter that was also done, uh, that was also infected by Vile. Mm-hmm. And what happens is we see Huntress when she gets home, the first few pages of this book, is she's like meeting the cat that we all we met earlier before. She has her mask on and just a robe. And what pisses me off, she's next to a reporter in a room. They are fucking like four feet from each other, maybe. Yes. There is a chair with a coat on it. And, and her mask is table, right. Yes. Right. Her mask is on the fucking table. And then what happens is Huntress, of course, does the superhero getaway. She steals this coat from this person and her mask. And this girl was up before Huntress. So we assume that Huntress has been knocked out for a while. And this girl's over there reading fucking a book or something like that. Everybody, and don't ever, nobody tell me this, unless you are fucking in a coma, 
anytime you share a room with somebody, you sit next to somebody on a bus or anything, you always look over at people. You yes. always see your surroundings. So there's no fucking way she didn't just notice a purple fucking mask and this black woman that's sitting there in a bed like, hmm, the hero Huntress is also black and wears a purple mask. I'm a reporter. Maybe I put two and two together. Like, it just, I could not believe, this was another one of those moments that Tamaki, I was just like, why? Like. Oh, well, Tamaki plays into that again in issue 1040. Yeah. But, but in a more clever way. Uh, yeah, and I enjoy 1040. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But anyway, so in Huntress, she's basically having nightmares, or she thinks she's having nightmares, but it turns out that she can see every other person that vile has infected i was so mad at this i'm like don't fucking give huntress this weird fucking power just like stop like ever since duke got powers Mm -hmm. like people were like oh it wouldn't be cool if like every bat character had some sort of power i'm like no that's the whole point of the fucking bat family is that they're like they're not necessarily like just normal civilians they're like Mm -hmm. more than average for sure yeah but like they don't have powers that's the best part yeah it's relatable like as as soon as i saw this i was like stop don't no i don't want any of this yeah and the book did not get any better after this. no so she essentially starts hunting down all of these people and they gave her the cheesy line of her own intro of like i am the fucking huntress and I was just like, wow. And uh, yeah, there's like a drive-in movie theater scene where these people are all making out and they're about to do it and stuff. And then a vile character comes out of nowhere and that's when we see Huntress. Then she's trying to be all zen on top of a fucking gargoyle. What was with up, up with everybody meditating in these books? I, I don't know. I have yeah. no idea. Like, I get it. I'm pretty sure as somebody who is suffering from anxiety and has to try meditation and stuff recently, I get it. But, like, usually when I'm doing it, I'm either crawling out of bed or I'm trying to get back into bed because I just can't handle the rest of the day. These people are fucking fighting crime and killing people. It's insane. Um, That's not very very zen of them either. But, uh, yeah, so, I don't know. It doesn't get any better, honestly. Uh, And then she starts talking to Vile through these people. She's like, you can't get me, but I'm coming for you. And I'm just like... <sighs> no, but then it concludes to yeah. her talking to Barbara, mm-hmm. and Barbara's like, "Huntress, you'll never guess what happened. Batman's infected." Yeah, and I'm like, "Stop!" No, yeah, like this is this is so stupid. Like, and like the ending is supposed to be very ominous with like vi you see vile in the sky you mm-hmm. see batman like overshadowing gotham and like it's making her look very very small yeah it's like a attack it, on titan kind of thing i know and it's 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 supposed to be very symbolic of like the journey she's about to take right and it says to be concluded in detective comics 1041 yeah so we are going to see bruce get infected but this, like, I could have done without all of this. Yeah. This supernatural, like, why is Scarecrow even here? Just because we're going to get an, an event way later? Like, it's, you could have done all this with Scarecrow without Vile, to be honest. Yeah. Like, 
because I I can believe hallucina- uh, hallucinations, but all, like I can buy that it's believable in this world. But fucking alien insect monsters infecting people, and you can talk to each other through them and all this stuff. I'm not somebody that studies insects. I don't know if that's how they communicate or whatever. And maybe there's that kind of in- thing about it. Maybe I just I'm not educated enough. But just reading it as somebody who is not knowledgeable on that subject, I'm just like, eh. I just don't care. I, I if it's like an if they come out and like they get invaded by aliens, I'm like, okay, cool. I guess that makes more sense. Um, but for the most part, yeah, this bio thing is just weird. Um, and it's also because we don't know a lot about him. Like, how is he so smart? Like, you know, is it is it the parasite? Is it this? Like, see, and this is again the exact same problem that. And and people may see it otherwise, but I feel like it's the same problem we are having with that of Tinian and mm. or Tynan and uh fucking Ghostmaker. Yeah. This like, oh, I'm gonna jump in and I'm like the best thing since action comics number one. And yeah, everybody should love me. And I see people actually falling into this trap, like there are legitimate questions as of, okay, why should we care about this character? And I see people on Twitter saying, guys, you need to understand. He has been friends with Batman since the beginning. I'm like, bullshit. Like, you can't just, like, throw a character in here and be yeah. like, oh, by the way, they have year, They have 80 years worth of history that you don't know of. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, it's so weird that people believe that, like, or just fall for it. But then again, that is kind of like the magic of comics, too. Like, you can just retcon something immediately. Doesn't mean it's always good, though. And this is the not good situation, in my opinion. But, yeah. you know, uh, I always, every time when it comes to retconning, I always reference the fucking Black Punisher. Like, it got, it, they did that, like, Punisher turned himself black, and they retconned it, like, an issue later. They're like, that never happened. Sorry, <laughs> our bad guys, our bad. Um, so like, yeah, it's just kind of kind of ridiculous. But I don't know. That issue was not great. What? And then again, I don't understand this. Like, we you just mentioned it with Joshua Williamson. Like, you're saying that Robin, you know, is okay or whatever. But then the other one is so great. Tamaki again, writing detective. I enjoyed this issue a lot personally. Um, it was really fun. Yeah. And I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. But I hated Huntress. So I'm like, what is happening? Um, so let's go. We're moving on to Detective 1040 here. And this was an interesting concept because me and Clay were talking about it on the last podcast that we covered Detective on. And we were just like, they're going to the do f- this fucking Bruce Wayne or get arrested story again. Like Clay said he hasn't read any story like that before, but I have. So I'm like, this is gonna suck because I've read it now. To her credit, she kept it to one story, and I was like, "Which I'm awesome. a little like, oh. like for me, yeah. I was a little disappointed because, as I said before in the in the last uh, episode that we were on, I really have been digging everything that Chip Zdarsky is doing on Daredevil, and yeah. Daredevil has gone to prison like seven different times, mm-hmm. and surprisingly all seven times have been really fucking good. And I'm like, okay, Batman can have that moment of him like actually being in prison. And it was just like, oh, just throw him into this cell overnight and we're yeah. good. Yeah. And that's what the issue was about. And I'm like, 
okay. Like, I'm a little disappointed in that. But even with being disappointed in my expectations, mm-hmm. this issue was really good. Yeah, so what ends up happening, and just to emphasize on what happened, there's a speed to why he was only in there for, the in the passage of time, it's two days, apparently, uh, yeah. I think. Because they were yes. like, oh, it's Friday. Like and over the weekend. Yeah. yeah. And uh, which is really weird because I don't think that's how prisons work. I don't think they just well, leave it's, people it's, in there. So this is the drunk tank. So yeah. drunk tanks, if anybody doesn't know, is if there is literally no next of kin or anything that can help you mm-hmm. post bail or anything. Officers aren't legally able to hold you more than 48 hours. Oh, okay. And if you are in the drunk tank, it is most likely because you are so intoxicated that you could be a danger to yourself or others. So they keep you in here so that way you don't hurt anybody. With a whole bunch of other drunk people. <laughs> I was going to say, but the only problem is the drunk tank usually yeah. holds about 10 to 15 people. Yeah. So anyways, uh, what ends up happening is Barbara is the one, because this is Batman's plan. He's like, work on clearing all my shit while I'm in there. So Barbara's like, got it. So Barbara's the one that's working on like, all right, I'm going to do all this shit to get Bruce's name clear. So what's up? We do get a panel or a page of the Huntress callback of where we got to read her issue of her like dipping out uh, because Barbara does like, hey, how are our patients doing? And she's like, oh, they're good. Let me go check on them. And Huntress is gone. And the nurse is like, fuck. Um, but the best thing about this story is Bruce and goes and sits down in the fucking drunk tank. And of course there's all these characters in there and he sits next to this one drunken guy. He's like, Hey, I know you. And he's all like, Oh yeah. He's like, you're Bruce Wayne. He's like, Oh yeah. And then the guy's like, you're also Batman. <laughs> and he's like, and Bruce what? Is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so like, it's fucking awesome because what ends up happening in it, Bruce is like, I don't, I think you're a little crazy, man. I don't know. I don't think you know what you're talking about. He's like, no, no, check this out. And this guy goes on to tell him, and he's like, I've had a shit life basically. And one time I was working at this place, taking a break and Batman was fighting the Joker and it, he broke in through the windows and they were fighting and all this crazy stuff started happening. And I ran for my life. I was so scared. I thought my heart was going to pump out of my chest. And he was all, I ran to the roof and they just kept fighting each other. And what ended up happening was I was hiding and Batman showed up and I thought he was going to use his bat radar to find me. And then I noticed he doesn't realize I'm here. And one thing I loved about this is one, the art I thought was amazing and two, it's blue suit Batman. I was going to say, five years ago in continuity, Batman <laughs> had blue and gray in his costume. Yeah. Dan Mora on this Batman looks so fucking amazing. Yeah. It feels classic, but modern at the same time. Yes. Which is amazing. And so what ends up happening, and this was chef's kiss for her doing this because it's believable and it makes sense. But... Batman just fought the Joker, does all this stuff, thinks he's alone. He removes his cowl because he has something in his eye, like a glass shard or something. So he can't get to it through his cowl, so he removes it to try to clean out his eye. And this is when this drunk guy sees Bruce Wayne's face. And he was like, oh, yeah, I was shocked or whatever. And we have this panel, and he's like, oh, shit, it's, like, crazy. Well, what ends up happening is the guy says that, and, like, passes out and bruce is like oh fuck 
basically. <laughs> and then we get some penguin stuff where penguins talking to the dad, that crazy dad guy again. He's like, Oh, we're going to kill Bruce Wayne and we're going to kill the Batman first, all that jazz. And it seems like he has a massive army. Well, we cut back to the drunk tank where it's Monday morning where they're going to finally let everybody out. And he's like, uh, what's up, buddy? He's like, hey, why are you looking at me, man? And Bruce is like, oh, I'm sorry. But he's like, oh, just ignore anything I told you, man. Like anything I said, like, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. And so this guy doesn't even remember admitting to Bruce Wayne that he knows he's Batman. And like, I was like, that was cool. Because that is a fucking believable story. And what I love about it is... As much as we want to believe these superheroes can keep their identities a secret, someone, somewhere, has to see something eventually, especially in modern time. And it's very tongue-in-cheek. It's not very unlike the stupid Bendis where it's like, oh, super obvious. By the way, did you know that I always knew you were were freaking Batman? No, it's not like that. It is like, hey, there is just this one coincidence Mm -hmm. that – you were all alone and you didn't see me whatsoever. And it's very realistic for somebody like Batman. Yeah. Because if it was Superman, Superman could hear somebody's heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So boom, right there. He probably what also wouldn't get glass in his eye. <laughs> exactly. For Batman, just this one weak moment, he was seen. Yeah. And that is believable. And even in this moment of like, where, where he finally wakes up from his drunken state and he's all like, hey, you know what? It's been a very long week. I'm sorry if I said anything inappropriate to you or like whatever. Just I'll see you on the other side. Whatever, yeah. you know. And in your head, you're like, OK. Does he did he black out enough to kind of have that memory suppressed? Yeah. Or is this a character somewhere down the line? Could Batman be compromised because of this character? Yeah, it's and very you never know because that could be his story that he tells at the bar, and everybody's like, "Ah, fuck out of here, Bob!" Like you're always going on about your shit because everybody says, at least if you grow up in a Latino family, the truth comes out when you're drunk, is what everybody says. <laughs> so, like, this is his truth, you know. Like the one cool thing he has in his life is he's like, "I know who Batman is." You know what I mean? Um, so, fast forward to the ending of this story, Bruce is on his way home. Or so he thinks, because his building is on fire, and uh, which is what I'm assuming it's his building. It kind of looks like that kind of gothic style. And yeah. there is just a lady with a dog. She's like, this is a terrible city. What a shame. Just letting him know, like, is that your place? That kind of fucking sucks. Uh, because it's all burned down now. And it looks like we're going to... Oh, and then there's this weird character at the end that I don't even know who this is. But they're calling it the jury? And um, the next thing is called, this was called The Weekender, which was the title of the story because they spent the weekend in the drunk tank. But the next issue is called We the Jury. Now, there have been references to the jury multiple times. There is a famous Batman the Animated Series episode where they are trying. Oh, yeah. Uh, That is a big thing. But the jury or the executioner is the main character in that, who is the guy with the gavel and all that jazz. Um, Then there's also been like, you know, the lawyer in that was Harvey Dent, who we know yep. is a you know district Two-face. attorney. Yeah, and um, yeah, so I'm interested to see because this character doesn't look familiar to me. So but... the one laying down, yeah. that's vile. Is that vile? 
So that is vile. Okay. Then yeah, but, not... like <laughs> this whole this whole thing is. Oh, the fact that makes that, sense. That makes so because, much sense now. Because these people in these like luchador masks yeah. saved him in the mm-hmm. last issue. Yeah. And so you see them and they are all fucking just like souped up. They have all these freaking machine guns and everything else. I want to know if this is the tease to and again, Tamaki is able to do it in a more slower pace and like not so like in your face. Hey, this is small subtleties towards yeah. the fate of future state. While like Tynan is like, hey, you remember Future State? That was just last week. We're going to it. We're happening. Yeah. It's happening now. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like that's that's the one thing that other people were like very like hesitant for as far as Future State. You're like, mm-hmm. you're, you're setting them up for a perfect like storyline with no originality. Yeah. And I feel like the Tynan is unfortunately taking a very easy route of like, oh, I don't have to do much. I just have to from A yeah. to B, boom. Yeah. Just like that in future state there was a whole gang of uh of like bane luchadors or whatever i forgot what they were called the banditos that's what they were called yeah or banditos um it looks like that is this gang Mm -hmm. and they are working with the penguin and this like darker palette color palette Mm -hmm. for when they're in this warehouse and the villain stuff gorgeous Mm mm-hmm like Dan Mora was kind of like change. was like really wacky with like his neon colors in the very beginning of this whole yeah. detective run. This th- this looks great. I I loved it from from page one to the last page. Yeah, I know for a fact it has to be because I've seen he's paying homage to somebody. He might be paying homage to Neil. Uh, what's his name? Uh, fuck Adam Adam Neil. Is it Neil Adams? Neil Adams. Neil Adams. Right? I think yeah. he's paying homage to that because this has got like Odyssey vibes, but obviously Neil, we know Neil Adams as much as he's not the best writer. He is a legendary Batman artist. Yes. And so I think he might be paying homage there. Cause I've seen that color scheme and everything like that with the green smoke and Joker. I've seen that before. Uh, so I want to know if he was like paying tribute at that point. Uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, you end up reading the, the ending backups. Yes. I loved it. Thank you. I was so because we yeah. have been we have been hesitant to read the backups. Mm-hmm. This the actually art had this had purpose though. Yes, it was good. It was good. Um, the art got me. It's why I decided to read it. I was like, oh, it's a cool looking Batman. Let me uh, let me go ahead and give this a little bit of a read. And I think what actually got me is the first panel says Langstrom in it. Uh, yeah, or the first couple panels or something like that. And I was like, Langstrom. I was like, that's Man Bat. So since we've been covering Man Bat on this story, what was crazy was we essentially got the ending to Man, Man Bat's story in general. Um, yeah, because the story is called The Quiet and Unsung Death of Kurt Langstrom. Yes, okay, so I didn't see the title. So I there was one moment that I was like, oh, I'm not feeling it, but it at the end of it, I was like, okay, I actually like it. So uh, what ends up happening is it starts off in like a funeral with a tomb that says Langstrom. And I'm all like, okay, we know what happens here. He faked his death and he's probably going to be on paradise Island with his wife at the fucking end of this or some bullshit. And they just, that's what they do in these comic books. So we essentially have uh, a narration talking about Langstrom 
and how Batman was never his big biggest fan and thought he was kind of like a, a weird chemist. Like he was a brilliant man, but he like cut corners or wasn't the best. And um, he and apparently Batman wasn't in favor of him joining Wonder Woman's team. So mm-hmm. I never read that run. So I don't know what happened there. But, you know, we know that at the end of Man Bat 5, which they even reference in this story, that he joins the team. Well, we see that Langstrom is running through Gotham. He's like, Francine, Francine, I need you, I need you. And Batman's like, this motherfucker, I fucking knew it. And uh, (laughs) so he's like, I'm going to go beat his ass because he's back to being that same old man bat I know. And that's what Bruce is doing here. He's like starting to fight him. And he's like, what are you doing on? You got to leave her alone. She's not here. And he's like, she's the only one that can cure me because like I, she's always been basically essentially my safe space, which as somebody who suffers from anxiety now, safe spaces, I 100% understand them now because holy shit, they make you feel so much better. But Langstrom's like, no, 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 you don't understand. It's not like that. And he was like, I saw something. I saw my true self staring back at me. And Batman's like, what the hell are you talking about? Because if you guys don't remember, in Man Bat, he finally merged himself. And he was like, I can be Langstrom. And or he was like, I'm no longer Langstrom and Man Bat. I'm just Langstrom as yeah. Man Bat. Yeah. Um, so what ends up happening was something happened with Dr. Fate at the tower, right? What do they call it? The, um, the Tower, tower of Fate. Yeah. yeah, he was like, something saw me. And then we see this weird, creepy, like, worm-looking character. And I was like, oh, this is some demon-ass shit. Like, this looks kind of <laughs> creepy as fuck. And I was like, okay, this is badass. Like, I'm enjoying it. And Bruce is basically saying, like, fuck out of here. Like, I don't believe this shit. And he's like, we got to stop this Langstrom or whatever. And he's like, no, you don't understand. Like, it's coming for me. It found a, It found a way to get out. And we see this crazy panel of this worm rip out of Langstrom's chest. And this crazy worm looking thing is just smiling at Batman. He's all like, I'm here, bitch. I found a way from hell. And I was like, this is fucking dumb. This is what I thought. And I saw this. I was like, this is just too much. It's just like the insect thing with detective. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is just dumb. And so Batman throws a battering at it and gets it right in the scalp. And it looks like, and then like it gets him right between the eyes. And I'm just like, that's it. Like Batman just kills him with a battering. I was like, I know he's badass, but that's just kind of weird. I was like, this is dumb. But the it's not Batman that beats him. It's Langstrom. Langstrom. Yeah. And Langstrom, you have this nine panel page of him being like, no, it's not going to end like this. And he sucks this thing back into him because this thing feeds off fear. And Langstrom was scared of not seeing Francine. So he brings it back. He's like, I won't let it live. Like, it lives off fear. I will not let this thing take over the earth. And this thing's like, no, you're supposed to be scared of me, blah, blah. So Langstrom dying in Batman's arm, he's like, I don't think I'm going to come back from this. And he's like, I don't think you are either. And he dies on a fucking rooftop. And, and the 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 greatest thing that I love about continuity with Batman against Man-Bat, even in like the very beginning and even if you any interaction that he has he is dubbed the man bat batman always calls him langstrom Mm -hmm. always always and at the very end he says kirk yeah and he just he like with a question mark he's like hey are you okay like what like are you there and the next page you get is him again back at the graveyard yeah explaining that like Francine was finally able to uh, 
like I think it was like the next day or like within the same day she found out and yeah. she couldn't make it to the funeral, but she was able to finally make it and she came to visit. And that yeah. was really all he was like making sure like he wanted yeah. to make sure that Francine was safe and everything else for Langstrom. Yeah. And so what happens here is essentially nobody will know that Langstrom saved the world. Yeah. That's the saddest part of this. He was like, nobody can know because if this fear gets out, he'll come back. He'll find a way to come back. So Langstrom doing the final bit of being, he, the thing about the story that is amazing now is he dies a hero, which is yeah. everybody is like, you cannot be a hero. You're a villain. You're so bad. Like you can, you can't do anything right. You'll never be a hero. And he saves the fucking world. He dies a hero and nobody will ever know that besides Batman and Francine. And God damn, that's good. Like I, I was well, not even not even Francine, not even Francine knows. Well, I thought Batman tells him tells her. No, no, no. no. She, he says that he can't tell her because of the fear of her possibly holding that fear. Oh, she deserves to know the truly selfless act. Okay, she deserves. Yeah. Okay, uh, okay, so I guess she. Yeah, she doesn't. So know. that's the worst part of the book. Like, yeah, it, it's the most heartbreaking part is Langstrom dies a hero. Yeah. For all Francine knows, he just died. I just want to make sure, because like this last scene, she's a brave woman. Perhaps she would not fear. Okay, yeah, I guess with that wording, yeah, she's not. Yeah, uh, and then it says, to be continued in the pages of Detective Comics. So, like, don't bring him back. back. Don't bring is him back. back. I don't think you should. Like that's such. I think you collect all this bullshit in one the the story of Man Bat. So so is so. How about this? This was done by Dan Waters, by the way, writer wise. Not bring him back, but that demon, the fear demon, possibly coming back. If the fear demon is the thing that made Langstrom, I mean not Langstrom, Vile. Vile. Okay, I guess. It would be better than Vile just being an insect person, because at least this thing has like supernatural ties to hell. They they could they could kind of connect it in that way. Yeah. Um. So it'll be interesting to see. But I think you take those five issues of Man Bat. You take the best Man Bat stories from whatever happened in that Dark Justice League run, and you put that end story in there. And you there's actually there's actually a really cool uh one shot in the Justice League Dark uh story. Uh, he basically is the crypt keeper from uh, what is that? What is that show? Tales crypt? Yeah, Tales of the Crypt. He is like talking to the audience, and he's like, "It's like a Halloween special." He's like, yeah. "Oh, let me tell you about this time." And they talk. It goes around with the story, and it's like I think it's like two separate stories. Mm-hmm. But there's moments where again, Langstrom is talking to the audience, just like the crypt keeper. Yeah. And then the villain. I might have read that. The villain of the Justice League Dark story is mm-hmm. the Upside Down Man. So what ends up happening at the very end of the story, he's like, oh, but I guess we'll never know, blah, blah, blah. And he like walks away. And then the last panel, you see the Upside Down Man was always there watching him. Hmm. And it's that's like, oh, oh, shit. Like, yeah. that's pretty creepy. Um but yeah, like I, I jumped on and off with that story. Uh, that was a Tynan written story in the very beginning, too. And that was like amazing for people yeah. to read. So, again, it's just like these. These writers, I feel like 
they go after the stories they want to write, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily the character they need to write, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you take away Tynan's Batman run and he just knocks it out of the park. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just I think there are some characters that are just too big for certain writers because they're like, I want to put my own spin on this. And not everybody can understand that. I think Snyder's the reverse. I think Snyder knew how to write Batman. He doesn't know how to write anybody else. Oh, so uh, Snyder and Capullo are teaming up again. Oh, God, for what? For a comicsology original. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a part of Snyder's uh, uh, new uh, comic company. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, As of right now. Yeah, yeah. It's like a new jacket press or something like that. Yeah. Um, He has released the titles, like the first five titles. The unfortunate thing, though is as of right now, it looks like he is writing all five titles. Oh. But it, they're all with different artists. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, that is really cool. And then they made it like this big bombastic like announcement. It was really cool. But that was the first thing I noticed. And I'm like, if you like Snyder, like you're getting a whole like dinner yeah. with this. You're, you're getting fed good. But as a publishing company... Is he trying to be like McFarlane? I guess so. Yeah. And I, it, he's the writer of he, he's the writer version of McFarlane, I guess. Yeah. But like here, like if you have a publishing company, the longevity of that company, you need talent. So yeah. hopefully it's just the first issue that like, hey, we're going to or the first arcs, maybe. Yeah. Maybe he spent this entire time like writing the first arc of each book mm-hmm. and then he's like giving it to other people. Uh, I'm giving the first issue of each one at least a try. Because um, nice. I, mean, I am a I digital enjoyed, person. Yeah, I enjoyed American whatever. American uh, Vampire? Yeah, no, not, no. What's the Wasteland? Or the one with America is oh, still uh, off. Shoot. I forget what that was called. Undiscovered Country? Yeah, Undiscovered Country. Yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah. the first couple issues of that were good. You know, I just didn't keep up with it. Um, yeah. Again, Tynan's independent. We've always said their independent shit's good. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, it's unfortunate that Snyder had to exist around the same time that uh, Zach is a thing because he could have probably carried the Snyder name, but you yeah. can't do that when there's another popular Snyder. Like, there's, <laughs> I've, I don't think I've ever met another or heard of another McFarlane. You know what I mean? Oh, no. Oh, Seth. No. No, that, that's not, is it McFarlane too? Seth McFarlane? Or is it Seth something else? The family oh, guy okay. guy. So, so it's one is a McFarlane and the uh-huh. other is McFarland. So with a D, I'm pretty really? sure. I'm That's pretty cool. sure. Uh, anyways, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm typing it right now. To see Growing it. up, I, there was only Todd McFarlane. So, um, oh, yeah. no, you're They're right. Both McFarlane. Yeah, They're both McFarlane. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but Todd McFarlane was way before him. Yes. So, um, but then again, even if what's his name has a production company, he's not calling him McFarlane. So, yeah. you know, it's just unfortunate for Snyder. He had to go with jacket black jacket press or whatever uh but anyways two on to the final book that we're covering here which we still managed to carry 45 minutes of fucking comics we probably should have <laughs> kept this at the end but strange adventures now oh, what did you think of this because i read this and that final page i was like fucking tom king so i will tell you this 
the very beginning of this book, as soon as I saw, I always forget her name. Uh, Alana. Alana. Yeah. Slap the shit out of Strange. I was like, I don't give a fuck about the story that's going on in the past. I need to know what the fuck's happening right here. So I just skipped the past story. And I would read I would read them every so often, but I was like, I'm zoned in. I need to know what the fuck she's about to do. And then fucking Strange pulled out the gun. I was like, oh fuck. Yeah. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. Um, I will say this. This has got to be the most. Of course, it's censored. But this has got to be the most F-bombs that were thrown into a book between the two of them. But it felt genuine. It did. It wasn't wasn't just, it wasn't like, it wasn't a nine-year-old cussing just to cuss. Yeah. No, it felt like it was a very intense moment. You have to Mm -hmm. remember the ending of last issue. The ending of last issue, she found out that her daughter very well and is still alive. Yeah. And she's like, oh, fuck no. Yeah. So and if you've never met a mother, like a caring mother, because some people have had shitty mothers. Um, but if you've ever met a caring mother that would die for their child, they are next level scary. So yeah. like, uh, yeah, so this is her. And um, yeah, she is going off on Strange. And it's funny because at first he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know what's going on. I just got home. Well, And it seems like a wife and a husband that are in a drunken argument. And they're drinking. or She's drinking during this instance. And she's throwing shit. And he's like, what the fuck's going on? And um, she's calling him out. She's like, I'm fucking tired of this. Like, I, I want the truth. She was like, I want to drink this drink. Like, you better fucking tell me the truth. <laughs> because she she's already thrown one. the first one. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, they're going at it. And then so he just finally, like, snaps. He's all like, you've always been soft or fucking whatever. Like, you couldn't handle this or all this jazz. He's like, you don't know what I've done or what I've sacrificed for you. And, like, so he starts off being clueless. And then when it starts getting heated, he's starting to call her out. Like, you don't fucking understand. Like, you couldn't do what I do. Like, I, we were going to lose. Like When she says, she says, Strange, you don't need to be a fucking hero. Just try to be a fucking man. I yeah. was like, oh, fuck. That's like any, that is like the equivalent, like saying a man needs to be a man is the equivalent of telling a woman to calm down. Like yeah. that's how you set them off. And it's just like, he's like, oh, no, bitch. And so like, again, yeah, we're not even covering the past stuff, but um, she she starts like taunting him. She was like, you're weak. You could have handled this better. And he was like, we were going to die. Like, they were going to kill Rand. They were going to kill all of your people. And I saved us. And I saved you and, and uh, our child because that's all that matters. Like, and she was like, you're weak. He was like, stop calling me weak. And she's like, weak, 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 weak. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is fucking heated. And, like, she starts to walk away. And he's like where the fuck are you going and he yeah. and she's like oh sweetie no we we're done like w- you tried to do shit we need to get the real fucking heroes i'm calling yeah. Batman. i'm calling superman like she's about to fucking get the league on his ass and he's like oh no no you don't fucking understand and she turns around and that's when he has the gun yeah and he's like you don't understand if you call the league, they're going to try to fucking just be the heroes and be the cavalry. And she's dead. She's fucking mm-hmm. dead. If you call them. 
And this is the fucking manipulated, like, this is the manipulation, like, to the peak of what we have been seeing throughout the issue. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we've seen it through Alana thinking she's the villain. Yeah. No. It's been strange the entire time. Yeah. There and is this. Yeah, go go for it. Having this moment of, like, he. It's weird because at the same time you almost feel like he still wants all the glory. Like he mm-hmm. wants to be the hero. And yeah. I'm like, it's not fucking about that anymore. Yeah. Like you've murdered you, people. <laughs> you, you've murdered people. You lost like, like, yeah. At one point you could probably say that you did this all for freaking Ron, mm-hmm. but like after the billions of people dying, like, I'm sorry, you, you then have to say, Hey, like, th- th- I like, you just have to give up at that moment. Yeah. And he is still saying, oh, I have to be the one to do this. I have to mm-hmm. be the one to do this. I'm like, dude, like, no, this is yeah. not a great it's look a, for you. It's a very American thing to do. Uh, for yes. those of you that are not from America, we do have a lot of people here that justify war crimes and the Civil War and all of this kind of shit. And they're like, no, we were fighting for a purpose. It had to be done. And it's like. I understand like that is a that's a much you could have a podcast on that alone. The, there's a huge conversation that could be had if something was necessary or not. A lot of people say that dropping the A-bomb on Japan wasn't necessary. Um, but, you know, it's just a lot of shit out there. Uh, I do want to point out before he pulls out the gun, though, there was a nine pan a nine panel uh, spread on this thing where uh, she tries to slap him again and he grabs her arm and he's like enough, essentially. And she's like, you're hurting me um and she's like it hurts like that he's like putting pressure on her wrist at this point so that was interesting she still slaps him again after that and that's when he pulls the gun and what's crazy here is she's starting to walk away and uh he's like i'm gonna do it essentially and she's like you're not gonna fucking do it like it's not gonna happen this is not gonna go out this way and yeah he's constantly pointing the gun at her and uh she's like i hate this place there's not enough air here or whatever i need to smoke and all this jazz so she's trying to smoke while talking all this shit and he's like we can fix this like we can just we just got to learn to live with it and we can you know go to go somewhere else and do this like you know he's essentially saying like let's fuck the world it'll be you me and our daughter and we can just we can move on like we can essentially we'll be better for a split second when i read that though it almost sounded like oh fuck our kid we can go get another one like or we can we can i kind of thought that too and i was like oh fuck like yeah no that's not the right thing to be saying right now dude (laughs) i kind of got the vibe of like because there are parents out there that miss that freedom of being single you know what i mean or having like a kid or not having a kid and i kind of got that vibe too i was all like he was like oh you know we can do this i'm just like that's kind of fucked up man like your daughter's been over there for God knows how many years at this point. Yeah. Because, like, you know, I don't think that war just happened. Then again, we get into this weird mentality of, like, light years. You know what I mean? Like, Rand could have happened in Earth time a year or two ago. But because mm-hmm. of the distance, it yeah, was, exactly. you, know, you know, whatever. So that's where, that's just space shit I couldn't she's, even explain. She's orbiting Mars right now. Yeah on some kind of ship or whatever. Yeah. And so at this point we're getting like, it's getting intense and like the gun is in her face and she's like basically taunting him. She has this moment where she throws a cigarette on the ground and just steps on it. 
And uh, she's like, fuck, Adam. Uh, when are you ever going to notice we're not on RAN anymore? And I was just all like, oh, shit. And then there's like another nine panel page where it goes between the past and the present. And they're fighting with the gun. So she's trying to take the gun from him. And he's like, no, 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 no. And they're like moving it. It goes down to the side. And then there's one panel that just says pew, pew. And it's fucking, we see this loving photo of them together in the snow, which in the past, they were just meeting some snow people hunting the last two pikes on Ren. Um, and then the final panel is her saying, oh, Adam, on a dead, not necessarily dead, but a bloody Adam Strange body. And it just says to be concluded. Yeah. And I was like, so this was what I was thinking before I saw that final panel. I was thinking, I was like, Tom King, have the balls to have Adam Strange shoot his wife. I was oh, like, I, have I, the balls. I thought it was, I, I thought not only did I think that, but I was like, we're going to have him shoot her and we're still going to have story left over. Yeah. Like, in this one book. So I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, how is he going to end this issue? Yeah. And every single time I saw the fucking gun, because mm-hmm. he did not let it go. He didn't no. put it down for a second. He was like, hey, like, and and again, this is, it's a very touchy subject. I understand mm-hmm. gun violence, freaking domestic disputes. It's a real thing. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to, uh, freaking, I'm going to try not to say anything stupid. Yeah. But like, you always see those moments of like, oh, I totally regretted this. I'm like, Mm -hmm. then why'd you fucking take out the gun in the first place? You know? Yeah. And in my head, like we know now that Adam strange has a very big head Mm -hmm. that is very like, Hey, I am in this for me. And that that is clearly what he is doing. Yeah. He wants to be the hero. Mm-hmm. He wants to have the praise. He wants to be the the Earth's champion. And it's gotten way out of hand yeah. to the point where he has killed millions mm-hmm. and he threatened his wife. And it's like, I'm sorry. Your life isn't really going up from here. Yeah. So like as like i wouldn't say happy as i am but like he got his just desserts yeah he he got what he deserved right here but i almost wanted him to shoot yeah the reason why i wanted him to shoot her and like i not necessarily i I think she would have had to die for it to make it a bit more impactful but that would have solidified him as being an evil person like shooting his wife to keep his secret you know what i mean and like, cause he could have been like, the Pikes came to my house, you know what I mean? And just shot another, my wife. To him, it's just yeah. another lie. And for him, lies are easy. Yeah. Interesting thing. I had this conversation with a friend of mine today cause he's living in Florida. So he's dealing with just as much as crazy as we are dealing here in Texas. And um, we were just talking about what's going on in the political landscape. And I mentioned how crazy it was that in the last few years, one man has changed so much. And has cost hundreds of thousands of lives with misinformation and stuff. And it's happening in a book we just fucking read as well. 
And like it's and we know that this is a political book for anybody that doesn't understand that we've talked about this for this has been over a year that we've been reading this now, it feels like. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's definitely some political undertone, hardcore political undertones with it. And um, it's as relevant as it could ever be. Like, it's insane. So we didn't get to cover this because I uh, wasn't able to do last week's podcast. But did you read Rorschach? What were your thoughts on that issue? Did you ever read it? Oh fuck! Oh, so, so yeah, so I, have, so, so I, I have I I will be honest. I have been putting it off. I don't know why mm. I've been putting it off, but I have on my reminders. It is freaking there in red because I put a timer on it, and okay. it's like, hey, you should be reading this. And I've skipped it like every fucking day. I will yeah. read that. I will read it because the last issue is coming up soon. Yeah, I know that, that was, for sure. There was big re- revelations in that last issue. Okay, so, I will. I will go back and read it. Yeah, but anyways, that is the end of comics for those of you that have been waiting for the entertainment news, and you're like, I always get that shit first, man. What happened? Well, uh, well- I, I will. <laughs> I will say this: there is one entertainment slash comic book news uh, that just came out today. Okay. Jock is going to oh. be writing hmm? and illustrating Ooh. Black Label's Batman One Dark Knight. One dark night. Yeah. Uh, I writers are illustrators also being writers always scares me. I feel like there's probably more bad stories than good stories when that happens. Um, so we'll see. And I can only take so much of Jock. Um, because that he, his art is a his art is a real hit and miss with yeah. freaking uh, Batman the, who laughs. Batman who laughs was not great, no. but his Black Mirror run with Snyder was really really good. I just sent you the photo of the uh, of the first issue. Okay, that looks kind of cool. I ain't lie. Um, he does yeah. great. He does great covers, but his artistic style for inside panels can get very disorienting really, yeah. really fast. It's like reading that fucking reptile book sometimes. Like, yeah. it's just too much. Um, but anyways, what... Man, what should we knock out? For, since we're we're weaning off of comic books, let's just knock this out. Uh, it was revealed last week that the manga... I know everybody's like, oh, fuck these guys again talking about fucking <laughs> manga. It's actually Batman-related. But the manga, One Piece has surpassed Batman in total units sold all time. Yeah. So Batman that has been around for 80 plus years has, has been, been dethroned. Passed. Yeah. As the second all time, the only other book is Superman and half yep. of that is from clay buying it. So <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> so yeah. So the crazy thing is a manga has surpassed Batman in total sales. Which is, and we're talking about 49, like it's 490 million units. Yeah. Which is crazy. This, I will say this, it's been a long time coming as far as with manga. Um, it seems like every year we have seen units sold for individual volumes for any manga increase mm. every fucking year. And it is crazy. Um, of course, it would be fucking One Piece, the one manga that is like over thousands of chapters, yeah. or 1,000 chapters so far. The um, hardest anime to get into. Well, it's like, 
for one, you're like, oh, I'll get into it. But knowing that it's still going and it's after a thousand chapters, you're like, fuck. Well, and then the even, animation style changes so much. Yeah. And then you think, OK, well, I'll wait until it ends. And the mangaka said, oh, I'm pretty sure I have another 10 years of this. Yeah. And it's like, fuck. So when do I get to start? You know? Yeah. I've heard people where be like, it's actually not even that long. I started it uh, last or I started it three months ago and I'm done. I'm like three months of your life just watching a fucking anime, though. Like one. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. That's a long time to catch up. I granted, I did watch all of like 100 episodes of My Hero to catch up in a week, but I also didn't leave my damn house because of anxiety. So, like, it was easy. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, it's, it's insane. So, yeah, that was just something we wanted to mention. Uh, I did see a TikTok from some two random dudes that talk about manga, but I was trying to search this while we were covering the first few store, uh, first few comic books. But they said something along the lines of manga has outsold all books for the last three months. And they took the top 20 spots. Yes. But I couldn't see where that was from. Like what the it's not uh, the New York bestsellers or anything like that. Uh, New York Times does have like the first three, I believe, being mangas, though. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure. I couldn't find it. So I don't know where they were talking about. And they don't reference I did see, it. In I did see that TikTok, though. Okay. Uh, it was a couple weeks ago, though. Uh, um, yeah. I saw it. It was on my for you page, so um, but yeah, so that's uh insane, and it just shows you like you know, comics need to change something, um, or they need to go in a different route, but we'll see. Um, and I have been seeing more and more people, and and I love it. Uh, I see more and more people that usually post their like new comic book day pickups, mm -hmm. they'll they'll take a picture of every single comic that they bought, and more and more of them are slowly adding volumes of manga to that pool list. And I'm just like, fuck yeah. I, uh, you know, used to work at a comic shop that I haven't been to in a very long time, but I've never understood why they don't have a bigger manga section there. It just blows my mind. They have the space. They oh, have yeah. the fucking space. Um, because I have to go to Barnes and Noble to buy that shit. Granted, I know that place might mark it up a little bit. But, I mean, if they were to have shit, like, on hand, I don't mind paying an extra dollar or two instead of having yeah. to wait. Um, but, yeah, like, I'm just very surprised that some places, there's there's got to be manga shops that are going to pop up eventually. Like, we used to have little bookstores back in the day, like Walden's and shit like that. Oh, yeah. But we should have a manga shop. Like, why isn't there something like that? Like, it's blowing Dude, up. Ma manga, I, I can see it now. Manga and tea. It's 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 a coffee oh, yeah. shop. Coffee mm -hmm. shop. Boom. I I listen to this other podcast called Trash Taste all the time, where it has like three of the biggest. Uh, it's called the Trash Taste podcast. It has like three of the biggest uh, anime YouTubers on it, but they all live in Japan. Like they're actually oh, hired from. You were, you were telling me about them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they constantly talk about how like Americans karaoke is just so bad because like it's like a spectacle of like just drunk you have to be drunk to basically do it they're like why is nobody in america done J japan's version of karaoke like it would be fucking amazing and to be honest i would do karaoke if it was just with friends in a private room but i wouldn't do it in a drunken like fucking <laughs> area like i'm just yeah. not that kind of person to no, be that no. bold not to try to sing because i know i'll be bad at least i know it'd be funny with friends they'll be like you're fucking terrible but, like it's like, it's just the fact that like i've i've seen people do karaoke at like new year's eve going into new year's and yeah. like people are not afraid to fucking throw beer at you and i'm just like 
no. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, not about that. that. And in Japan's karaoke, it's also you can get food. Like you can sit down, order food, order drinks, and like y'all just have shit fun. Like it's awesome. Yeah. Um, but I will say there are things that Japan can pull off that I don't think it would be safe for America to pull off. Like they have those um manga like resting areas. Oh yeah. I don't think that could work in America. I mm-hmm. think too many people would like, oh yeah, here's my five bucks or whatever to fucking live in there or to do all this stuff because they let you bathe in there, do all this stuff. It would be a place just for people to go fuck. That's what it would be. Like genuinely be like, let me grab these hentais and this person here. Like, I just don't think it could work in America. Japan's very respectful. I think that's why it works. But the karaoke thing could easily work. I don't know why that's not a thing, but whatever. Um, anyways, so that is the manga thing. Now, do you want to cover the Harley thing that was ridiculous on Twitter? Yeah, I, I will go ahead and cover this. Um this is in response to all of those fucking Snyder crazies. And I know, I know a lot of people are listening and they're, they're thinking, wait, shouldn't, shouldn't freaking juice be talking about this? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going to be talking about this. It's not because I flipped the lid on if I like Snyder or not. I still like him as a filmmaker, but I just don't want him making DC movies because the actual production company and WB studios is willing to freaking like make his life a living hell. And I'm like, why would you want to run into a toxic relationship in order to make a movie? No. Netflix has opened their arms. They see that he is a fucking just crazy social media freaking enthusiast and can make things trend. So they're like, hey, we're going to use that and use it for our company and make our movies trend. Let's do that. And so they've hired him on. He has now signed a contract for multiple movie deals. He is oh, now he is now a Netflix director. News. He's not gonna do. Is he gonna do more Army of the Dead though? He is doing more Army of the Dead. Oh, he's doing he's doing another pre, he's doing a prequel with the locksmith or whatever his the lockbreaker or whatever he was entitled. Um, oh, the 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 uh, Swedish the German, guy or whatever. Yeah, the oh, Swedish German? guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he, he is actually that has already been filmed. There's already a trailer out. What? And oh, yeah, shit. and it should be coming out sometime next year. He has already pitched the uh, the Runner's Moon or whatever it's going to be called, the Star Wars pitch that he had for George mm-hmm. Lucas several years ago. He's actually going to be making it over at uh, Netflix. Is he going to get the guys from CW's Flash? To work oh on my it? gosh, dude! I made oh I I couldn't share it on freaking Discord because the video was too big. I need to share it with you. I made a Power Rangers freaking Flash video. No, oh, I, I, yeah, it is it is hilarious. I need to send it to you. Um, but he he's doing great at Netflix. But there are still these crazy fucking people that is like they have gone on to say hey. They have tagged him. James Gunn, you need to uh, promote uh, the the return of the Snyderverse and release the air cut or your movie will bomb. You have seven days. Okay. Like the ring, like like as no, as if like they are like, hey, I'm demanding you do this or else. Like, yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. And that is literally a threat. I'm sorry, like, people can take that seriously, especially in today's climate. Like, mm-hmm. you're stupid. Anyway, 
These people are making false accusations and false footage of Harley Quinn being raped in the Suicide Squad movie just to get people to deter from the movie. Which is not doing a damn thing. Because as of right now, the Suicide Squad on Rotten Tomatoes is 100%. Yeah, it's getting rave reviews. It is getting great reviews. I have seen a lot of people on TikTok that have gotten the chance to see it already Mm -hmm. say really good things about it. And they have not hinted at the least what happens in the movie as far as like, yeah, well, they are like really intense stuff. So I'm glad that they're keeping it very spoiler free, Mm -hmm. but they've just said, Hey, this leans into the rated R, which is what I've wanted. Cause people were like, ah, you know, did Harley Quinn and the emancipation of, uh, or the birds of prey movie, did it really lean into the rated R? No, it really didn't. That could have easily been PG 13. This movie really leans into its R, and I will just say for all of you crazy fucks out there that think that it's okay to essentially get prompts from terrorists and act like you're actually going to do something to James Gunn or his movie, like, calm the fuck down. It's just a movie. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, but that is the climate right now. We have people in politics that are doing the same thing. Uh, nerds have always been crazy. Um, but yeah, there are just some people that kind of get out there. Um, so I guess, yeah, we'll, we'll move on to the bigger thing. Cause it kind of ties into what you just said about the air cut and stuff like that. And this is something that I have always advocated that I wish Snyder would have done at one point when things were getting kind of crazy with some of his audience, not all of them. Um, mm-hmm. but David air, do you want, let's, you set this up because I don't know what was happening before. This. Okay. So there is this one, there is this one critic that basically said, hey, I went to go see the Suicide Squad movie, the new one, and he's like, the entire time I was watching that movie, I was thinking, wow, David Ayer should really just give up on his cut of the film. Yeah, which prompted Ayer to do a two-page Twitter um, just photo thing explaining, like, why he never gives up. And, like, he's... His life fucking story. Yeah, his life sucked. Like, or yeah. It, yeah, or it was rough, I should say. Because uh, yeah. I don't always want to say, like, oh, his life sucked, because there's always somebody out there like, well, actually, uh, my life was this. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to debate who has a worse life here. I'm sorry. But, yeah. like, yeah, he talks about how rough his life was. He talks about the craziest thing about it. I don't have it pulled up right now. But there was one moment as he was discussing his story. He was all, I had a vision for my he was he says that he tells the stories from his life because he wrote training day for nobody that doesn't under that that nobody that knows that and he was like if you watch training day that was my life like i told a story about crooked cops because i've been through that i know people that have gotten shot that have died in my arms that have done all of this shit he said somebody dying in his arms would change his life right or yeah. some shit like that and he said somebody helped him out that told him, like, you need to keep writing. He was like, I would write every day. He's like, but then I relapsed and I went back to the hood and all this shit. And, um, you know, he said he finally got his break and all that jazz with training day. And then um, I didn't understand the part where he somebody offered him 30000 for training day and he laughed at it. So that confused so me. So I'm guessing because I'm, I'm reading it here or I have it up. Uh, says here. Um, he was in the Navy. He was in a submarine for 67 days straight at one point. Yeah. And there was a point where he 
uh, let's see here. It says right he here. He almost ran out of that's, food. That's that. where training day came from. I saw it happen. I heard all the neighborhood stories. I wrote them down. I poured my soul on that page. And when someone offered me 30K for the rights, I laughed. Almost yeah. as if in my mind, that's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, yeah, my, my life is worth $30,000. Yeah. Like I take it in that light. Not like, oh, you, you gotta be kidding me. No, it's like, yeah. holy shit. Like it's almost hysterical mm-hmm. in, in the sense of like, fuck, I could really do something. I could really make my life doing this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty crazy. And then I know he has a line at the end where he says, um, like he talks about how like, a studio or he praises WB and everybody at one moment, like at the end with James Gunn and all this stuff, he wishes him all the success. But after he talks about getting like his vision torn apart, he was like, I'd rather be shot at or something like that. Cause he's been shot at before. I don't know what the exact quote is, but I know that was in there. It's towards the, it's on the second page towards the middle or end. Um, he says he'd rather be shot at. Uh, and I'm not too sure the exact quote, but uh, it was just pretty, pretty intense, Um, like to hear this story. And essentially, after he praises like James Gunn and he wishes all the success and he wants those characters to get a lot of love, um, he says he's not going to talk about this anymore. Yeah, like so, that, that was the that was like one of the last lines. He's like, uh, I'm so proud of James and excited for the excess that's coming. I support WB and I'm thrilled uh, the franchise is getting its legs. It needs. I'm rooting for everyone, the cast, the crew. Every movie is a miracle, and James's brilliant work will be the miracle of miracles. I appreciate your patience. I will no longer speak publicly on yeah. this matter. So he's not necessarily giving up on his cut, but he's not going to talk about it anymore. Is yeah. that the essence of it, right? What I was talking about is he says... Uh, uh, after he, cause he says he's old school. Like he doesn't yeah. tell his secret. He doesn't tell his side of the story cause he's old school. And he says, so I kept my mouth shut and I took the tsunami of sometimes shockingly personal criticism. Why? Uh, that's what I've done my whole life. Real talk. I'd rather got shot at. Yeah. So instead of, instead of your, and our, I will say that our shitty criticism to things People, David Ayer, essentially, would rather be shot at instead of having to get this tsunami, meaning this is coming at you every day, millions of people or thousands of people or whatever coming at you every single day talking about criticism about your movie and how it sucked and all this shit. He'd rather get shot at instead of having to deal with that. And I had a little, a little itty bitty tiny minuscule like experience of this over a weekend on that oh TikTok video. And holy shit, I can understand where he's coming from with just that little bit. Because people just telling you so much shit and you can't respond to everybody. Even if you want to, you can't. Because the moment you respond to one person, they're responding back to you while you're responding to five more. And it's impossible. So, Juice, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I, I told Abby about the situation that weekend, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, check this out. And I saw I I saw your your video feed, and I yeah. was like, "Watch this!" I refreshed; it jumped in thousands. Yeah. And then I went to the 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 comments. And I was like, "Look at this!" And I refreshed it, and it jumped again. I was like, "He's having to deal with that this entire fucking weekend." Yeah. I eventually <laughs> deleted TikTok for two days because I was like, at one point you have to give up. 
because it's either you can let your mental health just get fucked by this and try to hear it out because eventually it's just like the crazy Snyder fans or just like the people that are going to love every comic book, even when they suck. You just can't get to some people and some people are going to assume things and they're going to be the way they're going to be. And you have to decide if you're just going to protect yourself mentally or if you're going to try to still get through to them. And I understand air being like, I'm done with this. Like, you know, if people are going to come out and say like, oh, fucking uh, this Suicide Squad's way better, which I'm not going to lie. It's probably going to be. But it's only because we got to see one version that wasn't the artist version. And like, again, I am cool with Snyder getting his. It's just after all of the drama and all that shit, I was over it. I'm like, I'm fucking done. Like, I don't give a fuck. And I always said from the start, I always wanted to see airs more than I wanted to see Snyder's. Because Mm -hmm. Ayers, his trailers looked extremely different. And I was just like, I want to see that fucking movie. And we never got it. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so it's unfortunate. And like, again, on this podcast, we've said some harsh shit. Like, we're not, we're not, I'm not even going to, like, I am acknowledging it, but I'm not going to run away from that. Like, I stand by my words. But I would never disrespect somebody to their face or anything like that. Cause that is inappropriate. And I think there's a time and place we are criticizing these people. And I think we add a little flair, but that's just yes. for entertainment. But yes. I wouldn't be like, Oh, James Tynan, you're a fucking shit fucking writer. And blah, blah, blah. You know, and I've said it, and I've said it before. Um, the person writing the, uh, freaking shit. What is uh, his puzzles? Name? No, no, no. puzzles? Yeah. Um, yeah. Matthew, uh, Rosenberg. I've said it before in my reviews of his work. I'll say things, but it's to get a reaction out of people who are reading my review. Yeah. So people will share that review and I will get more clicks. That's the whole point of reviews. You want mm-hmm. people to to join or to look at that website. Yeah. And I said also, Rosenberg would respond to me in personal DMs and we would have a back and forth. I'm not there yelling at him. Oh, you're a bad fucking writer and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No, we're like, hey, that is just my review. This is what I had a problem with. This is what I didn't understand. Can you explain a little bit of that? And then I would reiterate that in my next review saying, oh, this is what Rosenberg had to say about this. Yeah. And it gives more understanding. If I can have that under- if I could have that one-on-one with other writers, and people have always said, oh, you talk shit about Bendis, but you would never say that to his face. No, because I don't think anybody should be saying that shit inside, like in people's faces. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Do I dislike Bendis? Yes. I very much dislike Bendis and his work at DC. Yeah. I praise his work at Marvel because a lot of it was really good. And a lot of people have said near the end of his Marvel run, it wasn't good. And we just got Bendis at a really bad time in the sense of it wasn't at his prime. And that happens with a lot of writers. Yeah. And so I'm like, people always say, oh, Go go talk to him in, in person. I'm sure you'll have a completely different tone. Yes, because I'm respectful. Yeah. Yeah, so I've actually, uh, if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, I've, I've had my choice words. I think we try to always try to give the writer uh, a chance. Like, yes. even as much as we don't like Tynan, I have met Tynan in person. He is a phenomenally nice guy. I met him at Comic-Con. I was like, hey, you're James Tynan, right? Like, I love your your Ninja Turtle stuff. And he's like, oh, thanks, man. And we chatted for a little bit, and then he went on his way because he was buying comics like any nerd would. So, like, he's a really cool guy. I've met Bendis. Now, I will say, I met Bendis before I wrote uh, read a lot of his shit. I had only read, like, his X-Men stuff, but I enjoyed it. 
Um, but what I did was I I read Bendis's writing book, and the thing I took away from that was to actually really respect your artist. And I was like, okay, because he had actual artists talking about their relationships with writers in books. So I took a lot away from his book. So when I met him in person, I was actually leaving and he was on a corner waiting for his cab. And I actually talked to him. I was like, hey, man, I'm an aspiring writer. Can you give me any advice? And he was like, write every day. Doesn't even matter what you're writing about. You can fix shit later on. Because I asked him, I was like, should I worry about panels and structures and all this stuff? He was all just write first. Like, if you have an idea, fucking write it all out. Do all that shit because then you can fix it later. He was like, just try to write. And I was like, okay, that's sound advice any writer can give. And uh, yeah, he was a nice guy. I don't like his writing in DC, but he was a nice guy. So yeah, I wouldn't be a dick to somebody just to be a dick to them. Um, And if I hated somebody enough, I just wouldn't talk to them. Yeah. That's what I would do. Like, it's just that bad. Like, but I don't, there's no creator out there that I, at this moment, hate. Because I hate people in my real life. (laughs) But I don't think there's a writer out there that I'm just like, fuck this dude. He's fucking worst. You know, barring any allegations that somebody might have or anything like, you know. Um, But yeah, I just we wouldn't do that in person. So just in case you guys didn't know, we will say our opinion here exactly how we feel at that moment. But this is not how we would treat these kind of creators in person. So, you know, also, like, just because you say shit to people online doesn't mean that they don't see it. Okay, like, just FYI, because your tweet could be the thing that pushes somebody over the edge. And that's something you need to realize. So maybe yeah, no, think about like, what you post. When, when Matthew Rosenberg made a connection with me on fucking Twitter, I was like, oh, fuck, this dude reads my <laughs> reviews. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's just going to happen. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just going to reiterate what you said. Like, as, as much as you are or any of you may be passionate about these movies, about these comics, these people are trying to make a living. And you, I would have never fucking guessed that freaking Ayer had that life. Yeah. Although we have questioned why he's so into Latino culture. Yes. See, and again, assumptions and all. Assumptions and all. It was like, okay, anybody could have those kinds of friends, you know? Mm -hmm. And the depictions that he sees. Mm -hmm. Now, knowing that that was his life, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So, yeah, you know, I wish him the best. I still hope we get to see the air cut one day, honestly. Because what I like that he said in there, he talked about how there was not one radio song in that movie. So I was like, oh, I would love to hear that fucking soundtrack then. Like, you know. But, you know, it's unfortunate. Uh, It does seem like WB is like, we're fucking done. We're not going back to doing any of this shit anymore. We got Snyder off our back. We're done. But hopefully... You know what I think Air needs to get that Suicide Squad done? He needs to make some good movies. Because his last few have not been, like, critically wise, they're not good. Yeah, I think so, the last one, what was the last one you said? Fury. That, Fury, yeah, that's what everybody yeah. says. Everybody praises that movie. Have you seen I, it? I, I have not seen it's it. It's fucking great. Because it that's has Brad, Brad Pitt. One, right? yeah, yeah, it has yeah, Brad yeah. Pitt, it has Shia LaBeouf, it has Punisher. Uh, what's his face? Brad oh, John Bernthal. Bernthal. Yeah, 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 it's got a great fucking cast, dude. Like, it's so good. And it's just five or six dudes in a tank. So, like, you get that, like, hardcore. You could tell he was in the military now, obviously, because yeah. of that yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. But 
it's fucking good, man. Like, um, that movie was so good, I fucking cut my hair like Brad Pitt's in that fucking movie because I was like, that guy's awesome. Um, <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So just be weary of what you guys say on the fucking internet, guys. Um, but anyways, uh, speaking of one creator that loves Latin culture, it happened, Clay. I cannot believe we Fuck fucking yeah. got this. Finally, but. We got a bad family member that is Latino and it's fucking Batgirl, baby. Like let me wow. let me just be correct. It is Afro-Latina. Okay. So she is mixed. This is her second well, the breakout star of In the Heights. So In the Heights was her first movie, and her second movie is gonna be fucking Batgirl. Yeah, that's nuts. Fucking insane. I yeah. am so hyped. Like I see, I sent you the article of like who was in the running and and it was the Dora girl and you go go Dora go <laughs> <laughs> because one because it makes so much sense that you say she's Afro Latina because in the running it had her she had a photo with very curly hair and I yeah. was like I guarantee you it's gonna be the curly hair girl but I hope it's Dora go Dora go. And um, that was just because, like, I made a joke a long time ago with me and Clay were watching a movie. I don't know what we were watching in theaters, but I was like, hey, it's our Black Panther. And it was the Dora (laughs) movie because it had a whole Latino cast. So, like, I was like, hey, it's our Black Panther. Fuck yeah. And uh, Uh, I just (laughs) couldn't stop laughing at that point when we fucking saw that movie. Fuck. Yeah, dude. Because, like, I was like, okay, so cool um but yeah i i had a feeling it was gonna be her i because i don't know why i was just like it's gonna be that chick and um you know i didn't know she was in that heights movie um so that's pretty cool i don't know if she's a good actress or not i am just solely banking off of she's in the latino community so i'm fucking down with it but on top of that we got some other news today if i'm not mistaken right you sent this to me earlier today that they're trying to bring back uh jj simmons as Gordon. J.K. Simmons, yeah. J.K. Simmons, my bad. Yeah. Uh, I think of J. Joan Jameson. Uh, <laughs> but, but it specifically said in the article, as her father. So yeah. I I really enjoy this because some people were like, oh, if they bring back J.K. Simmons, he doesn't necessarily have to be her father because I know you know this. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of our listeners know this. In the original stories of Batgirl... Gordon was not her dad. Mm-hmm. Gordon was her uncle who ended up adopting her later on in life. So it still could have worked. But specifically, there was a lot of rumors of nobody had actually screenshotted it. But there was a lot of rumors that the director's uh, Instagram page had liked a Instagram post talking about how they would really enjoy if J.K. Simmons came back into the role of Gordon. Yeah. So they're like, oh, they liked it. So that means it's going to happen. I'm like, guys, chill the fuck out. It's like, we don't know until we know, you know? Yeah. And having this actually become like an actual thing. Now it says in the talks, there's nothing confirmed about it yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're still in negotiations. But if this is true, I am really looking forward to it because I don't think Gordon got anywhere near enough uh freaking uh play yeah in gotham with what we got in in snyder's version of gotham yeah i agree and so i would totally be down with him coming back look the dceu at this point is fucked 
Um, so like if you want to pick and choose who stays and goes, I don't really care anymore. I just want good movies. I've already said, yeah, I think, I think I told you this and I think I said it in uh, the discord. Uh, a friend told me, Hey, look at the DCEU, just like how people looked at Fox with X-Men movies. And that's a horrible way of looking at things (laughs) because X-Men was not great as far as their continuity. They picked and choose and did all sorts of stuff with it. But you could go see an X-Men movie and you could love it or you could hate it. But not a whole lot of crap talking was going on about it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm down with that. I'm down like until somebody gets a firm grip on, hey, this is our DC universe and we're going to make it into a streamline of movies and have everything connect or, you know, whatever. Until there's actual like leadership in there, I'm just going to take every movie as like its own thing. Yeah, at this point, like, I don't even know if we're going to get that. I think it's I, we're going to talk about the flash here in a little bit. I'm pretty sure they're going to try to do their own thing and try to make sense of it. But I wouldn't assume that we're going to get that. Um, uh, I, I randomly saw this as an article title recently as well. Um, James Gunn was thinking about making his Suicide Squad Joker-esque, like being real like that. That would have oh, been really? interesting. Yeah, I was like, oh, I don't know if I would have liked that um because the reason why i say this right and this is what i'm scared about joker 2 if it actually happens and them make possibly making more movies along those lines i in the last two weeks have saw that i saw that movie uh gunpowder milkshake with karen gillen and it's essentially on my list to watch yeah it visually is a gorgeous movie in my opinion like i think visually it's awesome but it is basically female john wick and the fighting isn't that great and it's the same story. It's a, an assassin that has been turned on the people that hire her. And that, that's the story. And she's saving a little girl. So, like, yeah. it's the same fucking story over and over. And you can only do that so much with those types of movies. And I think Joker is why we were like, no, we don't need a sequel. Don't expand on it. Like, just fucking leave it alone. Because it was great. But, you know, it's Hollywood. They want everything like that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's something I thought was interesting. But... Batgirl, Latina Batgirl, we're getting her, or Afro-Latina Batgirl, uh, on HBO Max, just to throw this out there, we didn't we didn't get to the major leagues, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna be in HBO Max, but still, I wonder how crazy they're gonna let these people get, because this is the Bad Boys directors from the last yes. Bad Boys, which was good, I mm-hmm. really enjoyed it, and um, yeah, are we gonna get like a new 52 Batgirl? Where See, she so, beats the shit out of people? I I was wondering the same thing. And I told people, like, ish, like what costume are we getting? Because, mm-hmm. like, as, as much as people, like, love, like, just any costume, I don't want the Burnside costume. Yeah, it's very, like... It's <laughs> very CW. Well, it's also very social media. Because yeah. she was, like, that story centered around her being a popular, like, social media socialite. And yeah. like, yeah, I'm not really for it, but it's the most practical one, which is unfortunate as well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, we'll see. We'll see. Because I feel like if you were going to, I don't know, the the girl that they picked is very slender. So I could easily see them trying to get her in a skin tight suit. Um, so, 
Whereas if they would have went with a different type, a different body type, I think that would have been better for the burn side. I'm not trying yeah. to like shame bodies here, but we know Hollywood. I'm just going off of what Hollywood does. Yeah. Pick the slender girl who danced in a movie. Cause that's well, what in your heights was right in. The, yeah. And also in the most unfortunate way of thinking, because a lot of people are like, Oh, I would love to see this. And they're putting her photo next to freaking uh, Jolly Smollett. And what's her name? Who plays uh huntress. Mm-hmm. making the birds of prey and yeah i'm just remembering the costumes from that Ooh. and i'm like oh that would be so burnside that would be yeah burnside. yeah um yeah it's unfortunate man like birds of prey is always going to be like a smear of crap on the dceu um just because it i don't i don't know why they decided to go with those costume changes um but hopefully somebody will maybe they'll show up. hey it's on hbo max spinoff show or something Birds of Prey spinoff show? I'm like... New outfits? Journey has said that she is up for anything. So yeah. I'm I'm sure they're wanting to do something with her. Yeah. And... I was going to... Did you know Huntress, that actress is married to somebody like super famous? I forgot who yeah. it is. She's married to fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, there it is. Fucking like Black a baby. Mask. Yeah. Yeah, they're having baby. a baby together. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah i mean it's sad he died uh poor baby um but like yeah that's insane the black mass joke he died you know you get oh it. yeah come on man come on man dude for a split second i thought you were talking about the baby i was like oh fuck no <laughs> mentioning they dated Jesus. you know come on yeah, yeah, yeah. Went over his but um, but uh but yeah and and for me i was on this whole thing about like man i'm kind of pissed off that everything as far as like people of color wise is going on to HBO Max. Now, with WB and AT&T in charge, they were making really stupid moves whenever it came to almost anything in regards to DC. Yeah. Discovery, when they finally complete this merger, it will be by the time Batgirl comes out. Which means Discovery, as of right now, is in a lot more countries than HBO Max is. Yeah. So hopefully they will have in in terms of like, hey, we're preparing this. Mm-hmm. They're preparing a a a somewhat of a plan to get HBO Max or whatever service that will it will be or continue to be. They have a plan to streamline it into those countries. Yeah. And if that is so, there will be more people able to see Batgirl than possibly in a theatrical release yeah is it scheduled to come out in 2022 because aren't we having like 10 or 11 projects coming out in like one year across theaters and so hbo max said this was also announced that hbo max next year will have 10 original hbo max films they didn't specify how many of that will be dc but last year they did say that two DC films would be on HBO Max and two films would be released via theatrical. Yeah. Now they have gone over that for next year because it's the Batman, the flash black Adam and fury of the gods all coming out next year. Aquaman's 2023 now. Oh, is it 2022 also? Cause they're filming right now. I thought that was 2022. Everything's oh. been pushed back though. So I don't know. Well, no, I think Black Adam is 2023. No, it's 2022. 
Are we getting five DC movies next year? There's no way. That's too much. There's no fucking way. They're going to push some. But I think the two, the first two HBO Max movies are going to be what? Batgirl and uh, Blue Beetle? And Blue Beetle. Yep. No. Two freaking... What if, they, what if they're like, hey, we gave you half a Latina and Batgirl, so we're making this one white. I'll be like, oh, bitch. fuck no. Bitch. Fuck no. <laughs> bitch. Oh, my God. Um, but anyway, let's move on to our biggest story of i think i would say of all of this stuff to be honest it was revealed in glasgow and i i i blew uh clay's mind on texting that we'll talk about here in a little bit oh fuck but yeah <laughs> in glasgow it videos came out of batfleck riding a motorcycle one i'm gonna say i'm disappointed in that motorcycle because i i it looks cool but it's not real that kind of annoyed me because we've seen them make the real tumbler, and we've seen them make that real bike. And it Dark is real, Knight. huh? He he has driven it. It's it's been, there's videos of him driving it. Yeah, have you seen the up close photos of it? No. It's it's plastic. No fucking way. Go look at the photos. The front wheel that looks very thick, it just cuts off, and there's a little wheel under it. It's oh, a motorcycle. No. It's a plastic over. So they're gonna obviously CGI the wheels. Yeah. So oh, no, yeah. Uh, it looks so bad. so also news that came out today, early this morning. Um, an accident has occurred on the Flash. Oh God! Um, the Something stunt important? double, the stunt double for Bat Batflick ran over a uh, part of the crew with Oof. that motorcycle. Oh my uh, God! Luckily, and, it wasn't the big wheels. <laughs> ambulance, ambulance was there within two minutes. And they like built a makeshift tent to help the injured. Uh, they're on site. Oh, so, wow. Uh, no other news has like been released as of what happened to that guy. But uh, all we know is that the motorcycle took off and the individual went underneath somehow. Oof. Yeah. So luckily, it's not the big wheels. They're pretty thin. They look pretty thin. So yeah. I think the back wheels might be real. But yeah, they, the they look a little bigger. Is- is not the front is a fucking thin ass wheel i know that for sure so anyways yes there has been footage of uh it looks like he was being chased by a military humvee uh and batman was like running away or was chasing it either way um and it looks like we're gonna have a more high-tech looking kind of bat flex suit um but i want to say if i'm not mistaken that is the stunt double right it's not yes. Batfleck because Batfleck it's, it's, is touching Jennifer uh, Lopez's ass somewhere in photos. Yeah. So he's not there. He's he's getting him some J-Lo. The love. memes, dude. The memes. Oh, yeah. my God. It is great. It's, uh, I saw one that's like uh, when you're trending, but you're over here. <laughs> when your Batman is trending, but you're just uh, smacking some ass. Yeah. So, yeah. So he's not there. And we've had speculation that it might be him just in a scene or two and maybe we're just gonna get all the live action batman stuff from the stunt double um and then of course he's probably doing adr later on yeah yeah because you can you can take uh the batman shadow stuff very far here if you wanted to and um you know not have to show his mouth or anything like that um but i think batfleck will because the thing is his stunt double still looks like fucking batman v superman big 
Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's and, thick. And Batfleck is not like that anymore. Nope. So um, there's going to definitely be some probably weird camera angles to kind of, you know, hide that, or unless he's going to wear a padded suit, um, which would look weird. But um, we'll see. Unless they're giving him time to bulk up, which I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, no. Uh, unless he films, like, way later. Because um, I don't know. Because if, if that happened, that happened today, the accident? Yeah. That means that thing's been getting filmed for like three or four days already. So yeah. that's going to be a big chase scene or something. Yeah. Um, because that's well, already a few also, days Also, people are freaking out because the first look of Ezra Miller in his suit came out today. Really? And the only piece of costume that he is wearing is his cowl. Mm-hmm. Everything else is a mocap suit. Ooh. That's yeah but rough i was like i was about to make the argument i was like don't worry guys it's only when he's running and i'm like fuck he's a speedster he's always running <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean oh, that's gonna be weird but hopefully well we do know this about wb they will spend money on cgi yes they will so it's not like disney who's getting sued by scarlett johansson right now uh it's not like them who will be like eh we'll just you know we're gonna make the money no matter what so we'll just skimp on this wb be like 400 million dollars for a monster movie yeah give him those little scales on his fucking nose and shit we want that so hopefully they're dropping the money on this movie yeah um and we won't have to get iron man 2 type fucking cgi and shit you so i elaborated a little bit with some friends on your fucking theory oh okay so why don't you tell everybody what you texted me? So I'm going to tell you the, the first thing first. The one thing that you said holy shit about. Yeah. I told this to Clay that they're filming this Batman scene right now in Glasgow. And we mentioned this on the podcast a while back that a certain other Batman is going to be filming in Glasgow. So it is possible for reshoots that Robert Pattinson is filming his shit during this as well possible could, we can't get that there could be a glimpse of him in like the speed force or he, they could yeah. run into him in some sort of way like it would be fucking nuts yeah i was like what? when you told me that i was like oh fuck check this out check this out if if we were fucking around with the speed force right what if since this is a huge chase scene right here what if they mirror this chase scene with the other chase scene in the batman since penguin is also a part of that and like that Batman is fucking speeding on his bike against the car, but it's like two fucking different speed forests, like sides and Flash is like, what the fuck? Like that would be kind of crazy. That would be uh, kind of weird. Yeah. But anyways, this is what I told Clay um, just randomly. Cause like, it was like midnight and I was like, I was fucking just about to take a shower or something. I was like, huh? I was like, what if Batfleck is Flashpoint Batman? And I was all, uh, he killed in the Snyderverse. So what if they're just going to make him Flashpoint Batman? Because he was a big part of the Flashpoint storyline. So yeah. we could actually give Ben Affleck a good role. He is that hardcore Batman of the story. And then they're going to make, you know, they're just putting in fucking this other Batman that is Keaton. Uh, he'll do something else. But it would be very interesting because he does have a new suit. Um, he's driving an aggressive motorcycle, so we'll maybe it's got missiles and shit on it. We don't really know he's gonna fuck people up. But at that point, 
that gives you the merger of the Snyder Cut kind of thing. If you still want to be like, oh yeah, that Batman went on to do crazy stuff or whatever. Um, or if you wanted to use Zach, you know, Zack Snyder or Scott Snyder's fucking that other Batman that kills people all the time. Um, yeah. uh, you know, you could do something like that. But I was like, what if this Batman is Flashpoint Batman? And Clay was like, oh shit. Like, you know, so what what are you what did you mention to your friends? So and and I'm looking back at our text. I, I didn't really elaborate, mm. uh, but I did bring it out there also. And people were like, oh, shit, you're, you're kind of right. So you threw that at me. And I said this. I said, what if Batfleck finds out that turning back time could bring back his parents instead of Barry's motivations of Flashpoint? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That he tried to bring his mother back. So instead of Barry bringing his mother back, Bruce wants to bring back his parents. Yeah. And then I was like, that could be made for a really like different kind of antagonist, not a villain, but an antagonist. And you said, isn't that the same story as death, the, the death racer and metal? Yeah. I said, yeah, kind of. He, he freaking chained Barry to the fucking Batmobile mm -hmm. and they went through the speed force and he came out as death racer. But I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm saying that he somehow either tricks Barry into using the speed force and he goes through it. Or he just tags along mm -hmm. on this time traveling adventure. But it's only to get his parents back. Yeah. Well, if, if I'm not mistaken, because it's been years since I read Death Racer. But I think everybody had died and Batman mm. wanted them to come back. And he was like, I know you can do this. Yeah. And I think that's why he was forcing him to do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I'm just Some, still trying to decide, like, what are they doing here? A lot of my friends were like, uh, I can't, it's, it's doubtful. I really doubt that people are going to, are going to go with that. And then one of my friends said, I would say no, but there's one strong detail that could mean otherwise. There is no announcement for a villain in this movie. Mm -hmm. That is true. And so, that's what I said. I was like, have they even cast be, Reverse Flash? It could be a surprise villain for this movie, or Batfleck is the, is the quote-unquote villain slash antagonist. Yeah, Flash playing Batman. And I'd kind of be down. I would be so down. Yeah, uh, like because at that point, it makes sense that he kills because yeah. you know, and every time I like, and I've had this argument with people in my discord cause they don't let it go, but they're all like, Oh, you know, every Batman movie is stupid then. Cause he kills by your theory. And I'm like, look, man, you guys weren't even alive when those 80 movies were coming out. So like, that's just what they did in superhero movies. They killed everybody. Um, but they, those were never true to the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and even though, they tried to do it in Nolan's verse. He's totally killed people. Oh, uh, yeah, 100%. You know? <laughs> so, like, you know, it's very hard to try to do that. But at the same time, there are ways you can get around that. You just show them, like, later on, they all got arrested or, like, oh, this and that. Like, that's just a way you get around nobody died. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, to have Batfleck being this crazy vigilante person, like, what would be... And I could even see that making sense for Keaton, like Keaton, like being an older Batman and being like, this happened on my world and we saw this on other worlds and it all starts with this particular universe. 
and we need to change it. And maybe they go over there and they see this Batman wreaking havoc. Um, because we know that there have been, you know, concept arts of other Justice League members. Because remember, Supergirl's in this movie. Yeah. Um, you know, there's other Justice League members out there. What if they're trying to get this Batfleck as well? And this Batfleck's just too OP. And they're like, he he needs to die. Like he's killing our friends. And you know, Flash is like, huh? What? Like, but he's he's amazing on my land. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And they're like, well, this isn't the same Batman. Like he killed you here, Flash. Like, you know what I mean? Or he's like, we haven't seen him, we haven't seen our Flash since whatever. Like that kind of shit would be interesting. Enter Grand Guskin or you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. Like, it's one, the suit looks kind of cool from what we've seen. Yes, uh, the bat suit, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the bike doesn't. I mean, it looks cool from a distance, but when you see that fucked up part, you're just like, oh man. But it's gonna be CGI'd wheels. It's gonna have to be. Um, but they can go some crazy routes, and I will say all of this random little leaks are getting more me more interested in the flash. Yeah, man. I I have been really down on DC movies before my friend told me, hey, just like just let go of all like making sense of everything. Yeah. And just enjoy superhero movies for what they are. They're just superhero movies. Yeah. Now I still won't fucking watch a movie like everybody else says, oh just turn off your brain and watch it. I'm like, no. You need your brain to fucking enjoy things. So I'm not, not going to turn off my brain. Furious. I fucking hate that. <laughs> turn off the brain. I, I told somebody in a review, I said, do you know what happens when a brain is turned off? Like when you, it is, it, do you know when that happens? That only happens when you die. So you have to be partly dead to enjoy a movie. No, that's stupid. I hate that terminology for enjoying <laughs> movies. It's not going to happen for me. No. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah i don't know man i will say like I-, I like that i'm hearing good things about suicide squad i just got to avoid spoilers and whatnot um but yeah other than that after that it's just like all right we haven't got anything for the batman we'll find that out in october um october when 16th. they do fandom uh well you know what's gonna be interesting about fandom it's happening one day after the supposed employee strike in the u.s so really yeah so i wonder if wb is like oh we pay y'all well right like well (laughs) y'all are gonna come to work right because uh we need a lot of help um but yeah it'll be very interesting to see what happens there but uh yeah i don't know man i'm excited i I mean i'm i'm getting excited for what we're seeing i just wish we could watch these in theaters but you know i mean we can but it's kind of a risk so it's unfortunate um, oh, but also right before we leave for today, just want to let everybody know long Halloween part two is out. I have not watched either one of those, so I will be watching them soon. Okay. But on part two, I believe there is the first featurette for the injustice movie animated. Um, it is being made by the same people who made the animated mortal Kombat movies. Okay. And the cast of, uh, injustice has been put out there. Um, I didn't write of, that down, but the yeah, Spotify thing. Oh yeah, the the yeah. Spotify thing as well. There is a there's gonna be a it's called Batman Unburied or something. It's gonna be yeah. a dramatic uh, or an audio drama on Spotify. This is gonna be the first production of that deal that they made last yeah. year. So that will be kind of cool. Yeah, um, it's, hoping uh, hoping really yeah. big things from that. 
Yeah, we got another black Batman. Because uh, the voice actor for Bruce Wayne is going to be the... Uh, I don't know the actor's name, I apologize. But the uh, guy from Black Panther. Um, yeah, the, that... the actor who played Umbaku. Yeah. The really big guy. Um, I can't remember his name either off yeah. the top of my head. Sorry, we were, I, I meant to write that down at the start of this podcast and I just forgot. Actually, I think I have it saved really quickly yeah. here. His so... name is Winston Duke. Yeah, so Winston Duke is going to be Batman in that audio drama, which I think is going to be pretty cool. So I'm excited about that. And that's the amazing thing about voice acting. It doesn't matter what you look like because anybody can do it. Um, so that's awesome. Um, but yeah, so for the most part, uh, this is your super long podcast. Uh, apologies for missing last week, but you know, I feel hopefully we made up for it in this two-hour podcast. Uh, Clay, what do you got going on, man? Um, so... Um, as far as this week, um, go over to the uh, Geek Ultimate Alliance Network, or actually, because they do have its own feed now, go search for DC Alliance on your podcast, uh, whatever you whatever you listen to podcasts on. Um, go listen to our latest episode. Uh, I had a guest host. We talked about everything under the sun that we just talked about, but also the news of Michael B. Jordan being in the limited series as Val Zod on HBO Max. So mm. um, had a lot to talk about on there. Um, but also go check out the, of course, Weird Science Marvel podcast and the Weird Science DC podcast. It seems like officially DC has given up on their digital content. Um, and there is nothing else left on those. Um, everything else that was going to be digital yeah. is now officially just on print. Um, or it's same day release. So like everything's like the normal price again. So not really a lot for the digital love, but that's, that's really it. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Um, it does seem like they're going to start outsourcing a lot of stuff. Cause we also saw that McFarlane is taking over DC direct. Yep. Um, so hopefully, hopefully there'll be some cool statues coming out of that, but you know, only time will tell, uh, cause McFarlane has cool concepts, but not necessarily always great. He had a pretty cool. He had a pretty cool uh, spawn statue that came out last year that like made a million dollars like within the first ten hours or something. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean DC Direct is supposed to be affordable statues, so I mean McFarland does do a lot of detail in their stuff. So I wouldn't mean like I have a lot of their are used. I mean I do have them still, but I'm currently selling them. I have a lot of the old like Dallas Cowboys figures that were McFarlands, the sports yeah. ones. And I prefer my stuff not to have opposable arms. I like to just have little statues and things that just stay there and that are like, they look good. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. Um, so if they do more shit like that, because I, I don't like the ones they're doing right now. Like the concepts are cool and the characters are cool, but they bend their arms and shit. And I just don't like posing them. They fall over easy. Not a fan. Um, but yeah, for me, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, definitely check out the reaction channel and the gaming channel. I've been posting stuff. Uh sporadically on those but i have been uploading a lot on tiktok i took a lot after last weekend when i was just having a bad day i've been going very slow this current week uh also by the way i got a massage for the first time ever highly recommend that it was nice it was really? dope yeah you'd be surprised how well a hand massage from a professional feels nice my hands felt like they were floating afterwards i was like damn they feel loosened up because i spent was so it, much time was it expensive or no so if you want, this is not sponsored, but if they want to sponsor us, go for it. Groupon, you can get like one of those, but it is still like 70 bucks and then you got a tip. So like I tip 20 bucks. 
um no, and then bad. so 90 bucks for if an hour if you're planning for it you're not yeah it's not too bad i mean yeah if something like if you're not gonna get them all the time definitely but i got this because my therapist requested it or should was like suggested it i should say so i was like fuck it i had a lot of tension in my shoulders and neck and i always just felt like really bad i got headaches very easy and i went over there and got like a firm massage and it was badass i'm not gonna lie uh, although my therapist was or my massage therapist was all like you need a deep tissue massage next time and I'm like, that's the one that kills you. Um, but, you know, <laughs> she just like that just if if she is saying I need that, that's probably because I have hardcore tension from anxiety, which is nuts. And um, but I mean, I felt great after. So I'm totally down with getting another one in, in the future. But, you know, they are pricey and I don't have all the money in the world. So we'll see. But that is going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for checking out the Batman News Weekly podcast. As always, he is fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. Remember, Batman is awesome. Batman! News Weekly. 